Welcome back to the show. It has been a while. It's Friday, October 27th is the day of this recording, which means... We already had a Thursday night game. We can talk about that. We can also do a full week eight fantasy preview. We'll go through all the games, talk about the matchups, talk about our fantasy highlights, and get you ready to be almost halfway done with this. I mean, it's getting close. We're, we're getting close to the halfway point of the season. It's flying by. Why did you say halfway? But we're already to the halfway point before we Stop. get to the playoffs. Stop. Stop. Just, There's a song it, it, it's about a start, that. It's a start. Whoa! Yeah, I know. I know. John Bovey. It's just sad. Savannah hadn't heard of... Bon. She didn't know who Bon Jovi was, so I played all, all the way, on the way home. I played her just all my favorite songs. John, did Bobby. she say Bon Jovi? Who? Well, there's also <laughs> that. Uh, I'm Avery. I'm here. Nathan's here. Sam's here. Yo, yo. We're doing a full fantasy breakdown for this week. We got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the Thursday night game first. So, obviously, the Bills came away with it, but this game actually wasn't as bad as I thought. I have noticed. Oh. First of all, the primetime games have been be- better than they were for that stretch where they were just terrible. I mean, 2022 primetime games were abysmal. Yes. Like, like they were bad. Col- Colts Broncos 6 Bad. Yeah, that, that would, like, describe the entire season. But it was fairly entertaining for a couple reasons. Josh Allen was fairly good. Chris Godwin was fairly good, and we like ourselves some Chris Godwin. Shout out. Uh, Always a bye. Yep. Picked him up this week. But looking, yep. at, looking at the highlights from that game, Josh Allen... 324 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. He played fairly well. He played very well. And, J- and Josh Allen honestly starting to get back a little bit. You saw it with the rushing upside on the touchdown, but he's getting back a little bit to where he is starting to be like a dominant fantasy force again, which is nice to see because I think there's been a stretch that's kind of overlapped from the middle to end of last season into the beginning yeah. of this season where he really yeah. like him and the Bills as a whole. I mean, the Bills are only five and three. But and they've definitely had some questions, but they also killed like the Dolphins. So they've had they have some good wins. I think this was a decent win for them. I mean, Baker Mayfield played fine. Uh, he had 237 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad White had 40 yards rushing, but he also had 70 yards receiving. So Rashad White, I mean, you're seeing even when he was that had that stretch where he played like the three best rushing defenses in a row. His floor has been raised so much because they yep. keep getting him in space yep. on these screen passes. Yep. This is why this is why we were kind of a fan of his price, even in Dynasty this year, because he was going what ninth, tenth round, kind of or around yeah. June, July, August time, and we were like, dude, this guy <laughs> as a runner, he's horrible. Like he he's just straight up bad, and that has obviously reigned true this season without question. Now he did average four point three yards per carry. <laughs> on I, I Thursday know. night. But the, the receiving upside, man, was just too much to turn down. And you're like, man, if you need a safe floor guy that you can count on every single week to not completely and utterly screw you, like he, he's the guy to have. So what's, what's funny is coming out of that draft class, we said, and our take was Rashad White was better than James Cook, even though James Cook was being drafted over him. Yeah. Well, who played better last night? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Uh, and definitely. James Cook continues to get only like 50% or less of the snaps there. Right. right. Um, talk about... Dalton Kincaid, obviously he's breaking out. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid, man, so much fun to watch him ball yesterday. Obviously had seven targets for five receptions and 65 yards and a touchdown. So obviously aside from that touchdown, it wasn't just a fluky thing. I mean, with his other receptions, he was making the most out of his opportunity, averaging 13 yards per reception. And I, I think that's something where you're like, hey, He's got some big playability here. He can be dynamic as a receiver at the NFL level. And that's a question that obviously you're going to have for any tight end going as high as he did in the NFL draft. But he's 
He's definitely delivered the last couple weeks and shown what the Bills came and drafted him for coming into this season. And I, I think he's really going to offer a lot of upside and a lot of opportunity for that offense to be explosive towards the end of the season, especially. I, I think if they're going to make a run in the playoffs, if they're going to make a run for the division and, and try to beat out the Dolphins here in the AFC East, like Kincaid is going to be a big reason for that. Obviously, Gabe Davis getting his own here, having the same number of that. targets as um, Stephon Diggs. Diggs and nine receptions. Yeah. So, like, I was going to say, I mean, Gabe Davis keeps scoring touchdowns. Yeah. But Gabe Davis had nine receptions last night. Yeah. That, that's fairly big. Like, that's I mean, some of his best. We've got to see ever. if we can see more of that. Maybe Gabe Davis is something. Well, yeah. Well, the, the problem is that we're probably not going to see more of that. <laughs> I, I mean, it just makes him a flex play at, you, at best every week, most you, of the time. You know what his career trajectory is very reminiscent to me of? What? Christian Kirk. Maybe because so Christian Kirk, his, his obviously his best season uh, before he went to the Jags was his final year with Kyler Murray and with the Cardinals. And he was a fine receiver, a fine weapon, but he wasn't good enough for them and dynamic enough where they were willing to pay him on top of Kyler Murray the following year. So they let him go into free agency. They, they lost him in free agency. And he ends up getting what we consider was an overpay, or at least what I considered was an overpay by the Jags, where it kind of re- almost reset the wide receiver market for that caliber of wide receiver. And he ends up having a wide receiver one season. And this year, he uh, they bring in Calvin Ridley and he's out producing Calvin Ridley. I think you may see because we considered Christian Kirk as that deep threat. We were like, what volume is he really going to offer? Can he be super dynamic? Um, That's true. And lo and behold, he ends up being like a purely slot receiver with big play upside, but also can get a lot of volume. Gabe Davis is starting to demonstrate that he can have really nice volume and they used him in the screen game. They used him in the shorts intermediate passing game on top of just the deep threat that he offered last season. And it worked really, really well. So I actually think he may get a contract bigger than a lot of people expect next season. And I think it'll be with a different team and he may be a good value. I mean, especially if he keeps it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a good value going into this year. He fell a lot, and I know you and I both invested in him heavily in Dynasty and, and in fantasy. Like, like best ball, he was he's a great, great price, best ball pick. Great, but price. honestly, he's a great fantasy pick right now with the yeah. consistency. So yep. uh, on the other side, Godwin had a touchdown, and Mike Evans had a touchdown. Now Mike Evans did only have three receptions for thirty-nine yards. He had the touchdown, and kind of bailed him out. But yeah. as we predicted, you know, Mike Evans not really living up to what he did for the first couple weeks of the season with Baker Mayfield there, and now he's fallen more back to earth in terms of his production the last couple of weeks so yeah uh, it was an entertaining game it was fun to watch and it like i said it was better than like bears panthers or something like that <laughs> or even i mean it's it just some of the primetime matchups are gross all right let's move to sunday and let's preview some of these matchups so let's talk about rams cowboys first uh the over under on this game is set at 45 and a half this one's probably gonna be fairly high scoring i mean the rams have been better overall than the better than we thought they would be for sure but i mean looking at this matchup Lots of fantasy relevant guys here. You got Tony Pollard probably going to play fairly well against the Rams defense that at one point, yes, the Rams defense that was very good against the run. I'm not sure that's necessarily the case anymore. So Pollard could get his own here. Puka Nakua continues to produce in lot. La- I mean, last week I'll produce Cooper cup, right? Cooper cup and Puka Nakua both continue to produce. And this really won't change against the Dallas secondary. That's already down digs and has not looked near as good since they lost him in my opinion. So do you think the Rams pull an upset here? Uh, I mean, the line's at Dallas at six, so, uh, and they're at home, so I, I'm not sure that they do, but I mean, it's possible. I mean, here's the thing. Anything, anything is possible 
any upset is possible any week. Like that's just so. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I it's do it. the Cowboys, and it's the Cowboys. So yeah, I, I think it's possible. I'm not going to say no because then they'll do it, and then I'll. So yeah, sure. I think it's, I think they could. Yeah, I just ha- I don't know. I have a weird feeling about it. the The obvious choice for a lot of people is going to be the Cowboys, but I don't know, man. I. You, <laughs> Granted, it was earlier in the season where the Cowboys get that huge upset loss to the Cardinals. And what what was the other game they lost? Remind me that the Cowboys lost this season because they've lost mm. two. You don't remember? I forget. No. Cool. Well, anyways, regardless, they, they weren't uh, very pretty losses. And I th- well, 49ers I think, and what was the other one? Uh, yeah, the Niners just obliterated the yeah. Cowboys. And then uh, the Cardinals, yeah. like blew them out so i i think this week might be a week where um you got a battle of two uh offensive play callers honestly and i think mcveigh could i think mcveigh could really capitalize and and have a really really good day um offensively for are you comfortable flexing henderson with kyron williams on ir yeah i'd flex him Uh, are you comfortable flexing any of the cowboys receivers i'm comfortable flexing a lot of people in the in that game. Maybe um, CD Lamb. C, well, yeah. well CD Lamb's a star. <laughs> Maybe flex CD Lamb. Right. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. Uh, I'd be more comfortable flexing Henderson before I would Cooks, okay. just because that's that's interesting. Running back versus wide receiver. So yeah, um, yeah. Vikings Packers over under forty two. Minnesota's favoring this game by like a point. Packers have looked awful recently. Awful. Uh, I know. I know the line is at minus one for whatever reason because they know more than we do statistically, but. I do not understand why that isn't more than one. I don't. I I really don't, I don't get either. it. I, not, I, but as, I mean, as I mean, bad to be as fair, the Packers have been. The Vikings have been kind of bad too, and without without Jefferson, I, they haven't looked near as good. No, but at the same time, you're, the Packers have looked worse, and and Jordan Love has looked worse as a quarterback. Now that being said, I think there are a lot of Vikings that are startable this week. Madison, I think, would probably be flexible this week against that defense. <laughs> Yeah, Addison definitely startable after what we saw last week, and and hopefully yeah. able to continue what to build on what we saw last week yeah. because it was a very good performance. Yeah. Well, Joe Barry defense too. I mean, you got to think I know. Hawkinson racking up twelve targets against San Fran. I think he'll do the same thing this week against against the Packers because they're just going to let him get the ball. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, I haven't heard, and I don't know if you have about Aaron Jones. Uh, he was not on the injury report, so it looks like he's good to go. Hopefully, we can finally see some freaking fantasy points from Aaron Jones because. It's really, been, I mean, been underwhelming. He scored what eight, two, and twenty-six points this year. I mean, he was the RB one yep. in Week One, and then after that, he's been gone, and he hasn't really bounced back from injuries. So maybe, I really uh, just want some Aaron Jones. I don't know if he doesn't if he doesn't produce this week, though. Maybe I could trade him for as little as JSN. Trade for him? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. The Vikings, as much hate as they get defensively, if you look at their um, run run defense grade on on PFF, it's actually a lot better than than you would guess. If I'm yeah. uh, not mistaken here, but I mean uh, against the Niners offense with Christian McCaffrey, they did not allow many rushing yards at all. A lot of McCaffrey's uh, production came in the receiving game. So I think if you're going to expect anything from Aaron Jones, it'll it'll be in the receiving game with a couple breakaway. Um, breakaway opportunities there. You know what I did realize this week too is that Christian Watson hasn't really done anything this year yet. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh yeah, uh, the the Vikings run defense according to PFF is 11th, right behind the Colts and the Rams. So okay, not bad. Uh, they, and that's I mean that's them moving up significantly to where they originally were. I I believe because they didn't start very well, but. Um, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Brian Flores, man. There are a lot of people that do not like Brian Flores, but 
I think he's really proven as a coordinator and a head coach time and time again that it doesn't matter what roster you give him and how lackluster they are and devoid of talent and depth, he will make them at the very worst an average NFL defense. So, and they can make anything happen at any time. So, hey, if you guys want a personalized team blueprint for your dynasty team where we go in, give you a good idea of what your team build is like, give you a multi-year plan for your dynasty, grade all your position groups, head over to flockfantasy.com slash domain. You use code domain, you get 30% off and you unlock the personalized blueprint when you choose the mother flocker tier. So like I said, flockfantasy.com slash domain. We've got a ton of other things over there as well. We've got articles we've got rankings we've got our discord so chock full of perks if you head over there flockfantasy.com slash domain use code domain and the mother flocker tier for your own personalized team blueprint let's get back to the show all right uh falcon titans gross one o'clock game in nashville over is at 35 how do you think levis is going to do in this game oh yes yeah, so this is the will levis bowl yeah i like this um uh i mean the Falcons like secondary is not him. crazy. The Falcons are going to force him to pass, man. They are not going to let them get anything in the run game. They're not going to let the Titans get anything in the run game. I bet he struggles. I bet he struggles. They're he gonna he, force he him was to pass. always fairly unpolished, fairly unpolished. And people said the same thing about, you know, some other prospects. Like, like Quentin yeah. Johnson, people are already giving up on Quentin Johnson. But yeah, he, again, it's another unpolished prospect. I bet he struggles. In his I, game. I have a little room for for hope here, though, because when you see what Bajant did, uh, that's true. Undrafted and division Tannehill's two quarterback. And it's just because they don't have any NFL film on these guys yet. So the, these young guys who aren't very highly talented. No one's ever really heard of him. Levis, obviously, people have heard of him, but he was drafted in the second round, hasn't played yet. And no one knows what he's going to end up being in the NFL. He could. I mean, maybe he has a better game than, than people expect. I don't know. I it's wouldn't be possible. shocked if he looked okay and then kind of tapers off as, as the season progresses. So Maybe. I, yeah, I mean, if you're right. If the not having film on him comes into play, into play that's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry, that's obviously a tough matchup for him. He's not been super volume. I mean, he's not had a lot of volume this year. So in a matchup where you're facing a top five run defense, yeah, might be tough. Ty J Spears, I don't expect anything from either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Burks or D Hop. So I it, expect it, nothing really from D Hop. Really hard to say. No, so it's kind of hard to start any of those guys. And on the it's other like, side of the it's ball, it's a dart throw. It, it honestly, yeah. it, unless you need to. But here's the thing: hey, you if should, anything, Will Levis likes taking shots downfield, so maybe Burks can get a big play. You shouldn't super need to this week, though. There are no teams on by this week, right? So I mean, and the injuries are less bad than they have been. So hopefully that means you don't have to start any Tennessee. If possible, I'd be sitting all of them. Now, are you sure. flexible? Uh, are you sorry? Are you comfortable flexing Algier? Uh, no. So we're still starting Bijan. Why, why would people. I? Why would I flex Algier? Because Algier got the majority of the carries last week, right? Because Bijan had a migraine that they didn't report. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, whole I, thing. I, yeah, but still, didn't I mean, they Arthur still, Smith? Did said, they win that game last week? Uh, yes, they won, and it was kind of kind of crazy. That's crazy because of the amount of turnovers they had in the red zone. Arthur Smith did say he's going to give it to whoever has the hot hand. Like, I mean, he's openly bashing fantasy again this week. Which yeah. is typical. Uh, well, the hot hand is, but that's that's what I just don't believe. When he says I'm going to give whoever has the hot hand, uh, the hot hand is in the average. Like Bijan Robinson has dang near doubled yards per carry that this season that Algier has had, and and, and it's really? not close. He does not care about hot hands. Like he just, like you said, he doesn't care about your fantasy team. Regardless, that doesn't make me comfortable starting Algier. That just makes me less confident in Bijan Robinson having a big week, but I, I'm I'm not trusting Algier after his 
one I'm big personally week I'm in week one. I just bought Bijan and I'm okay with it. Yeah, Bijan. Bijan. Yeah. People are worried about him. Buy Bijan if you can. Yeah, I I think he'll do just fine. Speaking of running backs, um, where what do you think about Derrick Henry going into Tuesday? Do you think he gets dealt? Oh, trade deadline. Mm. Yeah. Also, there's D-Hop, a lot of smoke around the Ravens. D Hop is an interesting uh, take because all of the money that was due to D Hop, the Titans have already paid except for like a million bucks. So there may be a couple teams out there who are desperate for a wide receiver that may actually bite on the opportunity to trade for him now because they won't owe hardly I anything. I don't know. He didn't have a ton of market market interest when he was a free agent. I know, but at this point, they don't have to pay him. Like that was always That's a true. concern. Do we have to pay him for the Titans? It's sunk cost uh, at this point because they've Which already. Which is why I don't think they've already lost because it's because I think they'd rather. just But if it's sunk cost and they're and they're trying to just at this point, they care most about draft capital. They're not. They're not. They're losing DeAndre Hopkins after this season, regardless. So why not try and get something for him? Maybe I I, I don't see him being dealt. Henry, I could see being dealt. I think it's. I think it's a toss-up whether he does or not. Uh, a lot of people want him to go to the Cowboys. I think the Browns would be interesting. Yeah, um, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. But that one's a little more uh, tough because you have to have a team that's willing to take on uh, paying him this year for a 29-year-old running back and, and not guaranteeing having him long-term for next season or the next two years. London's also somebody uh, after the last couple of weeks I'm absolutely starting like he's getting seven plus oh, yeah. targets in the last five yeah. weeks so well Ritter's Pitt's finally not so much Ritter's finally providing an volume too so yeah. I didn't hear your mic there um Saints Colts gross again over under is higher for this one 43 and a half the Colts have been scoring points recently so yeah. against this I mean with this I'm comfortable I'm comfortable with Michael Pittman I'm comfortable flexing Josh Downs I'm comfortable starting Jonathan Taylor I'm not and that's is this at New Orleans no it's at home when was the last time the Colts beat the Saints I don't like talking about that. It has been uh, not in my lifetime. Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm probably exaggerating there. But since the uh, Super Bowl loss, I don't think they've beaten the Saints since the Super Bowl loss. Whoa. So, yeah. But decent matchup on both sides. Carr yeah. also not a bad start against the Colts secondary. The Saints defense just terrifies me. Alave. Yeah, is I go picked off. up Alave this week, dude. Yeah. yeah. They, they could make, I don't know, I feel like the Saints defense could put up a clinic against Gardner Mitchell. I think you give too much credit really to bad. them. I don't think they're that good. I, I, they've been pretty bad this year. You never know. And the, the Colts have looked... I mean, it's also Shane Tykins. They're so. uh, fifth in run defense. And in coverage, they are seventh. Yeah, okay. So they're top ten defense. Yeah, I'm, star- I'm starting the Saints defense this week. They, they may not look as good because they're uh, on the field, like for two-thirds of the game because Derek Carr can't throw anything more than a two-yard pass. But... From like a, a but play to play efficiency standpoint, like they do not allow a lot. But a defense that's definitely better than them is the Cleveland Browns, and the Colts just put thirty eight on them. Correct. So like I'm still starting Michael Pittman and Josh Downs and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, I just as a fan, <sighs> I don't even as a, what it's whatever. Anthony Richardson's gone. Let's get let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. Ugh. Um, we could have been uh, four and three going into this week, and you know who we play over the next few weeks? Yes, I know. We've it's already, like a cupcake schedule. I don't, I don't really want to talk about this. They may as well just... Oh, my gosh. Alave we got must screwed. start. Michael Thomas, actually, is probably a must-start this week as well. Um, playing whoever... I mean, whoever is the second-best cornerback on the Colts, I guess, would be Juju Brintz, but he pulled his quad, so I don't even think he's playing. Kamara's probably going to... He could have been in the monster Every video. Every Saints player, for Well, the but, like, part. just... I mean, his receiving upside, yep. you know. I, which hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah, right. Um, so that should be a good one. Let's go to Patriots-Dolphins. 
man. So Miami is favored by 10 here. Six, 46 That's and a it. half line. Yeah. But I still. Moser, I think, is healthy. He'll, Tyreek Hill did say he was healthy. Yes, he did. So that's good. He was uh, hopping around in practice, too. He looked pretty chill. Yeah. Like he was dancing so around and whatever. Moster. So. Moster is, is expected to play. He's a must-start. Yeah. They haven't made so as big Waddle, of a deal. So yeah, they haven't made as big of a deal so of the Moster injury as they did with Tyreek Hill, so I would expect Moster Anybody on the fine. Pat side of the ball you want to start in this game? Um, Ramondre still? If somehow you still own Kendrick Bourne, I would actually... Really? I would go ahead and start Kendrick Bourne. I think, I mean, the two weeks where they've looked best for, for a while offensively is 19 points and 16 points in the last right, two games yeah i know he's a flex option Jeez. all right so flex kendrick Bourne and still flexing the ramondre probably outside of that no not yeah. really so but that one i mean that one's in miami too i mean i bet tyree kill has 200 yards and three touchdowns yeah he'll probably stupid go like that insane uh jets giants the new york bull Ooh, give me the jets to win that game okay well they're uh, favored so that's a good one by three yeah. Yeah. It's 35 and a half over under. <laughs> God. Gross. Um, yeah. It was a perfect time for them to have a bye last week because now they're getting all their guys back healthy. And they beat the Eagles with, like, without sauce and without a couple other defensive key pieces. So yeah. I think they're going to come out swinging. Brees, obviously startable. Garrett Wilson, I'm still starting. I'm he's starting been, Garrett Wilson. He's been pretty yeah. good, and that's it probably <clears throat> for the Jets. The Giants, I mean, oh, I you're mean, not starting Dalvin so, Cook? Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh gosh, dude, we missed on that one, didn't we? Holy crap! Big time, yeah. Um, when Saquon is, I think, off the injury report, he's cleared. So he, I'm starting Saquon, obviously. Yeah. Daniel um, Jones was declared out and, earlier today. And then Waller. I mean, people are still. You know, Waller's a tight end five, dude. I know he is. It's freaking nuts. I mean, it, he has well, it's not hilarious. been good. It, no, no, not he, at all. It's just pure target volume over the last couple of weeks because Tyrod can't throw to anyone other than him. So like, while Tyrod is playing, Waller's an absolute must start. But I think once Daniel Jones comes out, comes back, they may get, I can't believe I'm saying this, but more dynamic in the passing game. Not like Daniel Jones is known for being a dynamic passer, but he's better than Tyrod I wouldn't be Taylor. surprised if both running backs here had 20 more fantasy points. Oh, yeah. Like, I, th- I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. I think Tyrod Taylor's starting again, right? I mean, Daniel Jones isn't even playing, I don't think. Nope. So... Nope. That'll, be a, that'll be an ugly Yeah, Daniel one. Jones was declared out earlier today, and I think, I mean... At this point, you're like, wow, this is the third game that he's missed. Why didn't they put him on IR? And I think it's legitimately because they didn't really, they didn't really know like like how how they were going to deal with this injury and what was ultimately going to happen. But I think since they didn't put him on IR, like you got to expect him to come back next week, right? Yeah. Because I mean, the first week that he missed, they were like, yeah, he's going to be a game time decision. Like he still may play. So I think they're kind of just taking it easy here. And the fact that they got a win under their belts this last week against Washington makes them a little more confident that, hey, maybe they can pull one off again this week and see where they can go second half of the season with Daniel Jones fully healthy. All right, so I want to ask you about this. We're going to Jags and Steelers here. So did you see that Mason released a video this week and basically had Travis Etienne as a sell and said that there are two guys that he's selling Travis Etienne for, and that's why he's a sell. He's selling him for Austin Eckler, which I get, and Tony Pollard. Why? Tony Pollard of all running backs. Can I read why? Like you guys know, we we partner with Mason, <sighs> but it does not exempt me from it, from reading. I, and I know for a fact Mason puts out some of these tweets because he's like the engagement is ridiculous, and I just do it to be a butt. But at the same time, like I want to read you some of the replies. Like it's actually funny, <laughs> and I know he doesn't care. That's what that's what cracks me up. 
And I know he put it on there just because. That's funny that he said ETN's a sell too, because he was such an ETN truther. Well, he said he said I own ETN and he's my most drafted running back. Yeah. But and so he said if I could tell him sell him for Tony Pollard, I would. And some dude said, "Man, get rid of the take lock." Somebody said, "Please say psych." Uh, <laughs> ETN greater than Pollard. Pollard has one of the worst remaining schedules for running backs. There's less in here. Sometimes we feel married to our preseason rankings. Best to swallow our pride and admit we got it wrong. <laughs> I, I look, I don't think it's like the worst take in the world, but I don't know why you would sell him for Pollard. I, I get he's saying the touchdowns aren't sustainable, but at the same time, that is true because he's already scored more touchdowns than he did last year. And when you're looking at the touchdowns he scored, they've been breakaways. But, now, granted, when you look at his efficiency, he's been efficient. No, not as a runner. Oh, well, 3.97 yards as a per pass carry. catcher. He's been efficient. Yes. And that's that's really where it is, is as a pass catcher. He's got 24 receptions for 196 yards. And again, nothing special there, but it, it's a good enough where he's he's getting a lot of he's getting a solid amount of yards out of that. But again, when you take away those touchdowns like he had, what did he have? Two touchdowns against New Orleans. Yeah, he's had, if, two, he's had two touchdowns in each of the last three games. Right. And. When you look at his production before that, it was 21, which was good against the Colts, then 6, 17, 10. That's like, you know, a low-end running back one, high-end running back two performance um, uh, on an average there. And I think with ETN, it's funny that, yeah, we were wrong on ETN going into this year. Obviously, my take was I didn't think that Doug Peterson was going to run him as much as he did the previous season because when you look at him historically, usually your lead running back for Doug Peterson averages about 170, 180 carries a season. But with ETN, he's already at like 130 attempts or something. Uh, It it is funny, though, to see him. Like, he is... I see a lot of uh, DeAndre Swift similarities just in his style of play. Like if you run him between the tackles consistently, he's probably only getting you two or three yards. Like he is not very good between the tackles unless it's like a gaping hole. His best biggest plays always come when he bounces it outside. And if he has a line of sight, to the end zone like he'll probably get there just because he's fast and athletic but it doesn't matter at this point because he's getting so much volume i don't think deontay johnson is playing in this game i saw he was yeah he's oh wait no he's off the injury report so he's good okay he was questionable because the hamstring but yeah, i think they were just wasting him this week yeah i um, think how much are the jags favored this week against pittsburgh um pittsburgh is a home dog again uh they're favored by two Linus Jackson. Okay, that's actually reasonable. That's how, it is reasonable. Because Tomlin as a home dog is like, I don't know what his record is as a home dog, but it's something ridiculous. Like, really good. Yeah. Um, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley on sleeper are projected the same amount of points. Are they going to learn? No. Okay. That's why you don't rely on sleeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's go to Eagles Commanders. Uh, this game, I think <laughs> Swift didn't have a good game last game, but... Um, He's still been, what, the RB6 on the season, yeah. uh, which is bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devonta Smith. That's yeah, not bananas. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the Devonta it Smith. It just feels good. Game. Yeah. <laughs> we like Devonta Smith this week as a star. Like, he's, a, he's, this is one where I think we could see Devonta Smith bounce back. Oh, yeah. And, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, ugh, it's just so gross, the commanders. It's just always been gross, man. So the, I, I'll tell you what, though, man, the last game they played the Eagles, they, uh, I'm, they basically were one, they uh, almost won. Stupid yeah. call away from, going overtime or, or not not from going overtime to uh winning the game they're one stupid no call from winning the game uh beating the eagles and terry had a great day dotson had a great day i think curtis samuel had a good day there as well um 
they they had some real nice fantasy upside in that game because of the Eagles secondary. So yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that game's pretty straightforward. The Texans Panthers game, what in the? This is this is Stroud versus Young, and that's it, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Thielen will do well. Well, yeah, because Thielen, you know, top twelve. Thielen, you know, he's a, he, he's receiver, elite, and yeah. he looks pretty much as good as Tyreek Hill running out there. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, he <laughs> looks as fast as Tyreek Hill too. Like, yeah. But that game, it's a one o'clock game. There's some ugly games this week, man. Some yeah. ugly games. Oh yeah. I think everybody's mostly healthy. I think. Tank Dell practice full, so he's going to be back. Um, yeah, that, that game's pretty straightforward. You're not starting a ton of guys from those teams. I do expect a bounce back week from Damian Pierce in this game, though. And we had that, I think, on our channel this week. But yeah, the Cardinals or the the Panthers have the um, worst run defense in the NFL. Yeah, that's at the moment. That is the truth. Browns Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks fared by three and a half. They're at home, and the over under seven thirty seven and a half. That'll be an interesting game, an interesting bounce back game for I think the Browns defense. And what are they gonna What are they gonna allow the Seahawks to do, if anything? Um, obviously, PJ Walker at this point is two and zero as a starter. It's freaking wild <laughs> for the Browns beating the Niners and the Colts because the refs screwed them. Um, yeah, the refs. But. <laughs> I don't know, man. The magic's got to end at some point, right? Because PJ just looks straight bad. I think the Seahawks win this one pretty easily. Like I, I'm confident. Do you, do you think they trample all over him, or do you think it's kind of a hard-fought, low-scoring uh, game? I, I bet. I bet they. I bet they beat him pretty good. That's just my. That's my hot take prediction. It'd be interesting to see if JSN kind of slides back into that role behind Lockett and DK, or if he can actually hold his own going forward. Uh, Kenneth Walker has looked fairly good as well, and I think he was on the injury report, but he. Uh, or he doesn't have he's not on the injury report, but he was missing practice and Zach Charbonnet's back as well. I'm oh. really hesitant starting Cooper and Joku right now with PJ Walker. I, I just damn it, they scare me right now. And the Browns offense has just been not very good. So yeah. I, mean, I don't like starting Jerome Forward either, but I think he no. was also back. <coughs> I'm not starting I'm not starting Cooper if I can help it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. All right, Chiefs Broncos. 47 is the line for this one, probably because the Chiefs are expected to have 45. Yeah. Um, yeah. The oh, Chiefs are touchdown favorites. That's it. It's about right. I mean, you're starting every Chief you can yeah. every week, but especially against the Broncos. Every freaking week. Oh, the yeah. Broncos still, Cortland Sutton, does he get a touchdown? If he does, he's probably serviceable. If not, no. I mean, yeah. And uh, what about Javante Williams? Actually, I, I was going to say, I think Javante Williams will actually. I think he'll have a good day. He had a uh, everything but a touchdown last week. He was looking solid. His snap share finally went back up to, I think, over 50%. And he was at like five and a half yards per carry. And he looked really good. He started to look better. Like he which that's, some, that's what you expect with a guy good. coming off an injury like that. Then slowly work his way back. Yeah. Same with Brees. Like, but it's, uh, it's been way faster than Dobbins. And yeah. it was a very similar injury. So Yeah. Uh, Ravens Cardinals. Obviously, we expect the Ravens to drop the hammer on this one. They're favored by 10 points. The line set at 44 and a half. Zay Flowers has been getting some pretty consistent targets, but Mark Andrews last week back into the red zone a couple times, yep. or back into the end zone a couple times, rather. Um, I'm thinking both of them probably have good games. I'm not really worried about Odell or Rashad Bateman taking any production away from them any given week at Lamar this point. Lamar has always been an underrated passer, and everyone's always questioned what can he uh, support at the wide receiver position. And I think he's demonstrated that he can support Andrews and Zay Flowers, so I'm, I'm not really worried there. You're still comfortable starting Hollywood Brown in his revenge game, too? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I am, too. I'm I, comfortable starting him any week. Yeah, I, at this point. I, With his target I volume, you can't not. Uh, Bengals 49ers. So 49ers favored by four. They're at home, 43 and a half line. 
Uh, Joe Burrow's starting to get a little bit of his Joe Burrow back, I think. I think. But obviously the yeah. 49ers have been pretty freaking ridiculous. They did yeah. kind of take a tougher loss, what I think is a tougher loss last week. Yeah. But now they will have Sam Darnold this week most likely starting. Mm, so. I actually don't know. Uh, let's let's look at <laughs> so the latest Purdy's, on that. Purdy's still in concussion protocol. Even though he's been checked. practicing. Yeah, I I've been watching so, the situation because uh-huh. I have no, no, he's Purdy playing. and this, okay. So this is new. It's an hour ago. He looks like he's gonna play. Purdy. Yeah. yeah. As of yesterday, wow. it was still unclear because yeah, okay. he was practicing like okay. Wednesday. Well, yeah, I was, it, it's still tough to tell though because the I think they've kind of Thursday. adjusted and changed the way that they do concussion protocol where it's a lot harder to get out of concussion protocol and you can practice without being cleared even though you're yeah. in concussion well, protocol so right i mean it, there there hasn't been um I, I guess up until this point for purdy there hasn't been a player that's entered concussion protocol and played the next week so purdy would be the first to do that so he's he's the qb9 on the season I mean, he's still like his weapons are really propping up his fantasy yeah production right yeah now. that's that's big for them so it is um and then you've got Brandon Ayuk, obviously, I don't think Debo's playing this week. No, he should be out for a couple weeks. Uh, well, they've got the bye after this game, so, so they're they're not going to start him. They'll they'll bring him back after the bye. So Brandon Ayuk is probably going to be a good start this week, as will George Kittle. George Kittle kind of hit and miss, but when you look at his game log, I mean, twenty seven points, one point, thirteen points, one point, sixteen. Like so, it's just all over the place. And he had thirteen yeah. points last game. Will he? I don't know. Will the trend continue? And he have one point. I don't know, but I'm comfortable starting Kittle this week for sure. Yep. Uh, and then Chase Higgins, obviously, both of those guys are back healthy now. I mean, T. Higgins is the wide receiver sixty nine. You starting Higgins? Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. I. I but again, wide well. receiver sixty nine in the season. Nice. He, he's gone over five nice, points. Nice, but not. Yeah. He's gone over five points once this entire year. Well, if you take all those away and just apply just the twenty eight points, point he is average twenty eight points per game. game. Yeah. He's a wide receiver one overall. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Chase obviously has jumped back up. He's the wide receiver eight, so he's coming back up. I think he'll end. I think he'll finish as a top four wide receiver. That's what I think. Christian McCaffrey still the RB one in fantasy, the number four overall player. Uh, he's full participant in practice on Thursday, so we expect him to play as well. More of the same from those matchups. Bears Chargers. I mean, I swear to you, Nathan, vomit. If the Chargers go into a prime time Sunday night game and they lose to Badgett and the Bears. <laughs> I will lose my mind. Okay, so I have a question for you. Do you have a survivor ticket? Pardon? So it's like a it, it's like a it's like a it's a game. It's like a betting game where where you you have a ticket and you start and you go weeks one to seventeen and um, you pick a team every week to win. that you want to to cover the spread. Oh. To cover the spread. Oh, do you and have if one? They, of those? No. Oh, no, no, I don't have one. But it, it's just it's always funny like hearing people talk about it because you when once you pick a team, you can't pick them again. So uh, you have to like save teams like based off of matchups. You can't just pick like the most obvious one, but this one is like ones that a lot of people are talking about. They're like, there's no other chance. There, there's no other game for the rest of the season that you would ever take the Chargers. And of all the games, this would be the one where you take them. But if Staley screws you, like I was going to say, gonna I just would never your take lid. the because I mean, <laughs> if you're only taking one team a week, seventeen weeks, you can. There are going to be right. what, 13, 14 So teams, I, I mean, like fifteen teams. The majority of people are eliminated by week five, week six. But then it gets like tougher and tougher to eliminate people as fun. as it we as should, the season progresses. We should do that next year with our audience. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah, but that's still like if they go on, if they go and lose. To the Bears. If they lose to the Bears, he better um, be fired. Would Staley be fired in midseason? Do you think he'd be fired after I don't think, that game? I, I think they're incompetent. I don't think they're going to fire him. But 
if should he be fired, he should have been fired last year. Did, yeah. did anybody watch the playoff game? Anybody? I don't think I will ever. Oh, I don't want to rant about this. I don't want to. But I know I, that I'd make it through one week of that because I just choose whoever the Colts are playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, the first game of the season, you always bet against the Colts. That, that's that's true. Uh, I don't think. Although the Colts covered, the Colts covered oh, week one. It's, is it Jay. cover they did, they or is it cover. win? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, it would have been Jacksonville to cover is what you would have picked. Oh. But the Colts did cover. So, um, that game is going to be a crap show. I don't think I'll ever get over the fact that the Chargers wasted four years of Justin Herbert on a rookie deal because they wouldn't get rid of Brandon freaking Staley. I don't think I want to talk about it. I don't think I do. Honestly, like, do you do you know how much? I I think it'll be interesting to see the repercussions of all these mega quarterback deals over the next few seasons because they they can't get the players that they had when they drafted him, and that's obviously the case for any rookie quarterback that you have on your team. But like, we've never seen obviously contracts this large for QBs and the, the margin of of flexibility in the cap is, is unbelievably small. Like you just, you can't pay who you want to pay and you can't be elite at any other position. And and if you are, you're lucky and they're probably rookies that you're going to have to lose after their fourth or fifth season because you can't pay them. So, um, with, like the Chargers will never get that luxury of having Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler and an elite defense uh, talent-wise ever again, even though their defense is one of the worst in the NFL because their coach is incompetent. But like, think about how much wasted time they've had over the last four years. I know. Like they, dude, I know. At Super Bowl caliber. I know. Wasted. Completely wasted. <sighs> You're trying to- Bum me out, man. That's it's horrible. It's just ridiculous. If this were, by the way, I think this is Eckler's crime. back game. For yeah. This season, oh, yeah. 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 They're not even going to make the playoffs, which is stupid. <laughs> All right. Last game. Monday night game is Raiders Lions. Uh, I, oh, I got to check on Montgomery. I, I think he was limited when I saw. No, actually, I think yesterday he didn't practice on If the Chargers miss the playoffs, do you think they uh, keep Staley? What if they kept Staley and the Chargers miss the playoffs? Okay. Uh, I, Nathan, <laughs> you, you stop it. <laughs> um, David Montgomery did miss practice today on Friday, so there's yep. that. So Jameer Gibbs probably in line to get some workhorse volume again, which he did pretty good with last week. Yeah, he had a touchdown, yeah, yeah. so which was what good, was his what was see. his uh, yards per carry? Uh, it wasn't bad, right? Six point one eight, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's it looks pretty good. Exactly what he did in Alabama. Yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs obviously Can't still an RB one, RB twelve so far. It doesn't mean much volume, but in Devonte Adams still a wide receiver one. Wow. Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver, thirteen on the year. Good for him. Good for so, him. So, be interesting to see how those two do on on Monday night and how that. And Michael Mayer's obviously continued to kind of get his own eye too. But then Amon Ra has been obviously fantastic as Sam Laporta. So those lines, those lines guys were still starting. The Raiders have been terrible. Yeah. I, that's a guy that I don't feel bad for at all. You think the Raiders pull an upset? I think they could. <laughs> I'm not going to be baited. <laughs> it's your into answer this. for everything. Yeah, I, anybody can upset anybody. Who do I? If I had to pick that game, I'm picking the Lions. <laughs> I think it's highly unlikely the Raiders win that game. It's the Lions at home, yeah. and they've been decent. It's so. just that weird time. you got, like, the weird beginning of the season where there's a lot of unexpected upsets, and then you have this weird in-between stage where some of the best teams that start really well have this weird mid-season goof for a few weeks, and then you get towards the end of the season, and they pull away again. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be kind of the time. We do so. have a fun week ahead of us, though, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. We got back to podcasting. So, again... 
If you haven't already, hit the follow button on the on the podcast screen. That's going to help you get our episodes follow. as soon as they come out. We're going to start releasing dedicated podcasts again for you guys. And make sure you rate the show. Give us five stars if you would. If you think we're five-star podcasters, then give us five stars. And if you don't, then don't give us a rating because then it help, doesn't help us. But you know how it works. Yeah, don't be dyslexic and give us one star thinking that it's a, what, a five-star, whatever. Oh, I've done that before. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you. Peace out. Too soon.